Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If I'm gonna go down, I wanna go down swinging. everybody welcome back to second act with me bonnie somerville you may have noticed that is a different opening than we normally have uh not sure if everybody knows this but the song in the beginning of my podcast um which is dave playing guitar by the way yay dave i love you um it is my song winding road from the garden state soundtrack some of you might not know this but my first act in my entertainment whatever world was I was a singer-songwriter I had a record deal when I was 18 um, got dropped moved to LA got another one when I was 22 um, at Interscope got dropped again and just got so disheartened I just couldn't do it anymore but I've been in a million bands um, so that is also part of my soul is uh, singing songwriting and music so basically long story longer um, heard this guy's story, couldn't believe it. We were like, this is, this is insane. This is an unbelievable second act story. We have to get in touch with him. And we did. And he agreed to do the podcast. And I don't want to give away the story. You have to listen to it. But it's truly a second act story that you never know. Life can change in a second. And this is a person who is so true to himself, true to his art, true to what he believes in, super inspiring. I could have talked to him for honestly three hours. Um, so proud that I was able to interview him. Also, by the way, first guest I've ever had that I did not know. So new for me. Um, and he's just an awesome dude and so inspiring. His name is Thad Cockrell. That song is called Swingin'. I hope you love this as much as I do. Okay, I'm really excited and slightly nervous. This is the first time I've ever had a real um, rock, country, blues, gospel, Baptist, musician, songwriter, you name it, he does it. Superstar. On my I don't tiny- know about the Baptist thing, but I'll... I'll <laughs> I, uh, my tiny little podcast is like an actual rock star. Dad Cockrell, nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you too, Bonnie. Yeah, Thank thanks you for so having me. Much. Are you, where are you right now? Are you in Nashville or North Carolina? I'm in, I'm in snowy Nashville. Wow. I'm yeah, jealous. I mean, the, 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 the town is locked down. I don't think there's two snow plows in all of Nashville. And we've got like six inches of snow um, over the last few days. And it's been cold enough that it's stuck, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, it is basically a huge play day for the entire city when this happens. I am yeah. so jealous of that. Mm-hmm. I really wish we got snow. Although we are going skiing soon, so we'll get some snow up in Northern Cali. Oh, awesome. Where are you going? Uh, we are going to Mammoth for my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank Early you. birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes, my lovely fiance is taking me skiing, which I haven't been in eight years, and I'm really nervous because he's an expert skier. But I went skiing for the first time in eight years. Uh, about two weeks ago, I, it was already planned, but as soon as I got done, uh, yeah, this sounds like such, it's such a weird sentence. It sounds so douchebaggy. As soon as I got done t- <laughs> tonight, show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. As soon as I got done with the tonight show, 
right? I know it's what your so Hummer bad. limo whisked you it up to. Uh, so bad. It's no, like, it doesn't. But it's a it's an honest sentence. But it I, it's not missed on me how ridiculous it sounds. So, anyways, I had already planned um, to go to snow skiing because it's like my favorite thing to do in the world is snow ski and snowboard. So, I flew back from from uh, New York and like maybe 10 hours later flew out to steamboat springs for like a week and it was just awesome yeah never been to steamboat springs i also have never been on the tonight show speaking of which i mean i guess (laughs) i guess we could open with that and like work backwards like no we don't have to we can that's i mean you probably get asked this now every every second but i mean dave um saw it first you know on twitter and 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 watched it and saw it and was like you have to see this guy. You have to hear the song. And and then I watched the whole thing and I was like, I mean, it, it is one of the best stories ever. Right. Like, I mean, I had a record. I had a couple of record deals when I was young and I I, I never had a song playing a hardware store. So I guess that's why I got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think you you know, you got it made when you're walking through a hardware store and you yeah. hear your song yeah. on some level. That's there is. Uh, um yeah no it's true i did hear my song once from uh i have a song on the garden state soundtrack and i heard it once at cvs oh and, yeah and, and it was like it was like it's, a kind of, it's the same thing kind of but cvs is a little more depressed i feel like i feel like cvs is more depressing and a hardware store has some i love hardware stores especially yeah old but having a song on the the garden state soundtrack might yes. be one of the cool because that's one of the greatest soundtracks in all it, yeah. soundtracks that was so. a, that was an unbelievable experience again another yeah. many another many act but but like i i just can't i mean how did you get that call like how, how did he how did he reach out how did jimmy Fallon uh, his team reached out to my manager and um and uh they called me they called me up and uh and you know told me on the phone it's funny because just that morning I had sent them like a long list of things to do. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, I, I don't want to say it was a shot across the bow of the boat, but it was kind of like, this might be where they're like, Hey, we've done what we can do, you know? Uh, thanks. Yeah. Which would have honestly been completely fine. I just, you know, uh, yeah, I think at some point you have to, when things are so unclear, you have to make really, for me, uh, definitive decisions to move forward. And you you start doing that, and then you let uh, God, the universe, however you want to define it, start giving you really hard yeses or nos, you know? And, um, and they called me back like two hours later. It was like a long list of things to do. I've been making a lot of music over the lockdown and I'm like, Hey, here's what I am doing this year. I'm releasing all this music and, uh, here's, you know, like it was a lot. It was, it was a long laundry list of stuff. And they called me like two hours later and, and, uh, and like, Hey, we, we actually don't want to talk to you about the list of stuff that you gave us to do. Um, we want to tell you that like, um, 
Jimmy Fallon heard your song and it's been like become an anthem to him. And you're going to be playing the Tonight Show on the 26th and you're going, you know, you're going to be playing with their roots. And, uh, you know, just the day before I was writing down my goals and intentions for the year, you know, and, um, and I like number four down the list was uh, look for a new career. And it was really, truly like a surrender. Really? You know, like I think, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if you do art, you quit all the time. Yeah. I mean, I quit every day, <laughs> every day. So there's nothing really new, you know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, doing art for a living, no matter what it is you're doing really is a fool's errand, you know? Yeah. Uh, and at some point you get over the ego, like that burns away at some point. And then you're left with, okay, well, then why am I doing this? And I think then it becomes a matter of like deep purpose. Right. Yeah. And I, mean, I love uh, that. You, uh, I love that you write down your goals and intentions. I, I do that too. And I've had those moments of like, not just giving up on the manifest of stuff and I could just it's it all spirals downward like if you don't continue to stay in that place you just spin yeah. out and I've just yeah. gotten you know totally completely down but I love that you that you do that and that you actually like this the universe was like okay here you go and the song had been out though for a while right a the long song. time yeah. a long time I mean I wrote this song I mean the, the story of this whole album is like just crazy I started it in 2016 uh, started and it's called, wait, just so everyone knows, it's called Going Down Swinging, right? Or Swinging. No, the name of the album is called If In Case You Feel The Same. If In Case You Feel The Same, but the song is Swinging? It's called Swinging. Yeah, yeah. okay. I was going to say Going Down Swinging or Swinging. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. It's an amazing song, by the way, everybody. Well, it's number one on the iTunes chart, so it's, it's pretty. Yeah, at one point <laughs> I think was, people yeah, know it, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an anthem song. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was clearly it was a song I needed to hear. It was me fighting my own cynicism and my own disbelief. And, uh, you know, you can't make great art begrudgingly, hmm. you know, um, you have to like, you yeah. have to really, you have to do whatever it is you do. You have to do it as though it's made you, uh, just, it, whatever you believe it could make you like, you know, whether you're in it for power, money, fame, whatever, like, if, you know, like uh, I've never really made money on music. Right. But I, you still have to, I have to make music that sounds as though it's uh, made all my dreams come true. Otherwise it sounds, you, you hear the energy in it. That's you so know? true. My God, that's so true. I talk about that with acting too, it's, I've had so many periods of my life where I'm just bitter and, you know, angry, or I didn't get this job. And then I'm like, begrudgingly is the best word. And I, and I'm, I've completely just, my heart isn't in it. And everyone knows, and they smell it when you walk in the room. Oh man. And it's like a stink. It's like in, <laughs> immediately. And you know, the, the opposite of it is, uh, you know, like I do this daily exercise where Every morning I write down something I'm, I'm grateful for. Just one thing. It could be anything, right? It could be like- I just like started doing that again, actually. Toes. Toes. Write, <laughs> yeah, it, it could be any, right? Um, 
And uh, I just think that gets you out of like a, a mindset um, of, of, of thinking that it, it, it isn't working the way out the way you want it to, you know, like. Um, so you really you know, were at a place where you were after, I mean, you've had such an amazing songwriting career. You've been doing it for so long. You really got to. I've never made any like, money on it. I've, yeah. I've really, I hate to say it. I've just, I've never, it's never afforded me any real kind of life. So it is, it has been like a long, long road. And, and really it's, it's, it, it's as much the story of other people as me, because the only way I, I get to this point is because of I'm surrounded by the most incredible friends. I feel like I'm like the Jeff Bezos of friends. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, it's, oh, wow. it's just incredible. That's, that's pretty fortunate. That, that's really, yeah. helps. I think, I think actually we all are, if we, if we, if we, if we, um, like open our eyes, you know, I think we'd be surprised. Uh, I think it also, for me, it took, you know, I don't know. Do you ever, have you ever heard of the Enneagram? Yeah. Uh, do you, do you, do you, have you done any like work? Like, you know what your number is or anything? Um, no, I did. I did some, some of it. Cause I ha I used to have a friend that was really into it, but I don't really remember, remember it at all. It's an incredibly helpful tool for like, understanding yourself and people it helps you really what, what's better about it than like all the other personality type things is that it shows what you look like in disintegration you know what I mean like when you're not in a good place so if you have like a significant other or somebody you work with and you can find out what number they are and if they're in disintegration it can really help you understand where they're at and also use the right language with them so that you're not like using the wrong language. Oh, right. Dave, we um, need that. We need that. I mean, it's, it's like the love language thing. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, but it's, I, it's, it's better than that. I've, 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 I've done, but I've I like been, the like, word disintegration. I feel like I've been in some sort of form of disintegration. We, for the past five we all, years. Have, we all, we all have. Right. But you know, but I'm like an eight, seven on the Enneagram and an eight is like, uh, they usually, are like, um, if they're healthy, you actually want them to have a lot of power because it isn't about them. They're justice oriented and they want to use it to help a lot of people. Hmm. But if they're unhealthy, it's, uh, they're, they're the ones that like push like nuclear bombs. You know what I mean? They, they just blow people up because it's all about them. So they feel like they're on like, they take everything personally. And so they, you know, they fight personally. Right. Um, but I say all that to say, you know, eight, eight, uh, uh, we, we really like to help people, but, but like to, to be vulnerable enough to ask for help mm. is like, yeah. Wild. Yeah. That's you know? hard. Like that's it, hard for me. That's hard. It's for a me. pressure point. Right. Yeah. And, and I know at times in my life, I've had to ask, like literally ask my friends for help. And sometimes that's financial. <gasps> oh, I know the feeling. It's the worst. Oh, it's the worst. But oh. I don't think anybody talks about it. But it's no. the worst. But you know what I found out through all of it is just how incredibly loved I am and how supported I am. And I'm I'm just it's uh, um, 
And, and it makes my story so much bigger than me. Yeah, well, that, you have the most amazing at it. I mean, I love talking to you. You have the most amazing energy. Gratitude. Oh, you're full of, <laughs> you. you're full of gratitude. I can feel it like coming through the, the screen of the computer. Well, my ego wants to tell everybody to F off and <laughs> I don't need anyone. And, me too, me and, too. You know, if I could do it the way I wanted to, I would never need anyone and I would do it all myself. And, and I would have written a hit at some point that would have made me a bajillion dollars and I would have done everything on my own. And how small that story would have been. Right. And now this story, I mean, obviously this, this is like this, the whole podcast, you know, second act is, is just, uh, is, is basically about me hitting like rock bottom in every way. And my friends tell saying, me about that. Just, I just, I, I had a, such a long career, you know, music acting. I, I went through, I couldn't, I couldn't not get a job for about 15 years. I mean, mm -hmm. I just, I was the girl, everyone was like, oh, Bonnie, she's always working. And then just got fired from a show, which never happened to me before, you know, turned 40, kind of had a midlife crisis about that relationship didn't work out, didn't end up getting married, didn't have a baby. Ever. Um, and I just kind of got so depressed. I just, I just, mm. I just thought, you know what, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I, I just can't take one more rejection. I can't take one more canceled show. I can't take one more relationship. And I just got to this place and my girlfriend was like, you just got to find your second act, man. Like, come on, you know, you, you've been doing, you've been working on, you moved out at 17 years old. You've been doing all this stuff. And it just hit me like everyone has one, even if Every. it's a tiny, even if it's, even if it's getting up in the morning and having coffee when you're really depressed, you know, like I've suffered from depression. I've had depression where, you know, getting up and taking a shower is a, is, is a good day. Yeah. And, and took all of your energy, all of my energy just to get up, <clears throat> take a shower and like call my yeah. mom and, you know, be in tears calling her in New York. And she's, you know, her saying, you know what, just get up, take a shower, go for a walk. And like, I know people that suffer, suffer from, you know, depression and men mental health issues. And it is, that is, a, that is a big accomplishment. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's massive. And this I mean, for you, mass. this for you, I hate, I don't even like to say second act. I mean, this is like what the 200th act, but this is a big one. Well, you know, it's just a continuation of a journey really, you know, and, um, and, you know, it's so interesting. I think, I think what there's a few things that are like, if I could like zoom out of my own story and just kind of watch what's happening, I would say it's a story of perseverance um, and, and surrender, uh, but you don't persevere alone. Like, you know, you just, you don't do it. So it isn't about one person. And I do think that like, I do think that the world, it, it, although it doesn't feel like it, the world is being healed slowly. Um, and, uh, and oftentimes we need different stories in order for people to find, uh, oh my God, there's a new, that can happen. That that's a new path. And I think what, 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 why it resonated with so many people is all this. There's so many people that are stuck and, you know, um, you hear the story of early success so much, but you rarely hear the story of late success. I know. I always say that like overnight success. I always fantasize about when I get that big job, that's finally going to get me to the place that I, 
that I wanted to, you know, that you're an overnight success that's been working for 25 years. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think what might be more compelling is late success because few people stick around for it, you know, yeah. because there's just so much doubt that you have to overcome. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that are walking the same path that I am in their own way. And when this happened, it felt like a win for them. Like when I came back home to Nashville, like it's, you know, I, I, I'll go out and, you know, um, my friends who I know, they want to talk to me and it, they talk to me as though it's happened to them. And it has like, it really, um, they, there's like a vindication that they, they feel hell. I feel it. Right. Of Um, course. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, you know, it's true too. Cause so many people also society, I always say, I mean, well, but women, you know, more often it's like more often, totally marginalized after like 25 years old. Like I was a model. Yeah. And and then even as an actor, I mean, it it has changed. Thank God. The the, the acting world has gotten so much better, but later success is so frowned upon. And then you read all these stories and you're like, this one, you know, created this, this one did this at four. I mean, Margaret Atwood wrote Handmaid's Tale at 40 something years old. I mean, it's like, the chef doesn't become a damn thing until his 40s yeah and that's that's considered that's considered (laughs) correct and then in his 50s he's like really like dialing in right what he is doing right right it becomes and so i just think we need a lot more stories of of people you know, finding their brilliance and, and, you know, know, cause life is long. Like life is long. Why do we always, it's gotta be by 25. Like what? I was like a fetus at 25. Literally. I was, I was absolutely clueless even at 35. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I think, I think that like, I, I am writing songs that I could not have. There's a craft to what I'm doing. And so I am writing songs that I could not have written when I was 25, I'm writing songs that like a a 22 year old, as good as they are, can't write. And it has nothing to do. It has everything to do with like, and and they, and vice versa. Right. And so I think, I think what, what we all need to do is, is just shine so bright so that we cast vision for younger people to not be so freaked out about finding early fame, about finding, about, trying to be so uh, lured by, um, you know, money, wealth, fame, all these things. And they can just, like my nephew, he's 21, 22, and he's about to graduate from college. And I'm like, hey, like, like, you don't need to be married. You know, if like, these are what all the things that I I was thinking when I was your age, you know, if I can't find someone at college, I'm not going to find someone. I should know what I'm doing in life. I should do all these things. And I'm like, they're all complete. They're all lies and myths. And that's kind of why I hit that depression phase was because I thought I was going to be a certain place. And I was told I was going to be at a certain place and I was told you're going to have this, you're going to do this, you're going to win. And then all of a sudden everything kind of falling apart at 40, it hit me so hard because I believed that bullshit that if I wasn't married, I didn't have a baby. I didn't have a hit show. I never made it to the cover of a magazine. I didn't win any awards. I, I, I bought into that. I bought into it. Like 
it's over so, for you. It's so over. let me ask, let me ask you coming to that point, what all did it heal? What did it heal? Yeah. Oh my God. It just forced me to do so much self reflecting and go back to therapy and like really work and work on myself. And I just got engaged in November I'm 46 years old. And I had oh, literally yeah. said, congratulations. Thank you. I literally yeah. said, uh, right before the pandemic, I was like, you know what, mom, it's just not meant for me. Like, I'm just not, I just, you know, I don't think it's going to happen for me. And I had really come to peace with it. And I had really, really come to peace with that. It might not happen. And the second I did, I met Dave. But I was at peace with it, as opposed to in the past saying I didn't care, which was wasn't true. Yeah, different. Uh, di uh, I don't care is is never true. <laughs> no, that's not true. I was really yeah. like I could be alone. I'm I'm good alone, and and then I meet the love of my life, who is the most supportive person I've ever been with, helping me do this. You know, my career is coming back. Everything is everything is getting back, kind of, but in a way that's so different now. You know, it's yeah. so it's not desperate oh, yeah. now. I'm not desperate oh, yeah. now. Because I've hit well, rock bottom, you know? I think, I think, like, do you think that there's a possibility that was, that when you talk about, like, healing, that um, it was, it was about you realizing that you don't have to perform and that who you are is absolutely more than enough? I love that saying, I have a necklace that it just, I just had it made for myself. It says, you are enough. Yeah. Because it's like, um now I'm going to forget his name. He's one of my, oh, Mark Rylance, one of my favorite British actors. He was in Wolf Hall. He's absolutely brilliant. He did an interview. Um, I think it wasn't for the actor studio. It was for something in England. And he's just a masterful, never, never chased fame. Never, I mean, could care less, you know, just does what he does. And and they asked him if you could give advice to any of these young kids, actors, what, what would you say? And that's all he said. He said, you are enough. Oh, yeah. Because artists, we don't ever feel, most of us, we never feel like we're enough. I think it's- Do you think just it's just do. artists? No, you're, actually, no, a lot of people. But I think- I think it's everyone. Artists, I think yes. moms, moms don't feel like they're enough. Dads don't feel like they're enough. Entrepreneurs don't feel like they're enough. That's I think so we true. all, I think we, there's a huge, like, lie- that that happens you know it's 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 interesting i was talking with a friend uh yesterday and i said you know um and i know that like wealth is one thing but um and there's a i have a lot of friends with a lot of money so this could be like very inflammatory but i do think that there is we only get one go around on this whole thing right and so there is enough to go around, not just for Americans, but for the whole world, right? And I think that sometimes there's people who are, they're so wounded that they need to have that much more than the next person in order to feel validated in their life. And unfortunately, we've called that success. God, you are unbelievable. I want you to write a book or write or, or leave me voice notes every single morning and I can listen to you. <laughs> you are like, seriously, so wise. So well, I'm not, this, these are things I think about. It's my job, right? I like, know. I've got to pay attention. Like I, it is my job as a songwriter to echo back, right? Like 
like I, I need to listen. I need to look. I need to watch. I'm just watching. I'm not there's nothing wise. I'm just telling you what like what I'm seeing. And what's worse is I grew up in church, right? Yes. So my dad was a pastor. Both my brothers are pastors. I grew up in church. And here's what's here's what's even more. Oh, man, I don't know the right word for it. But um, in church, we call it blessings. Mm. Which means that God blesses some or he favors some, but he doesn't others. And it's just wherever the pit of hell is, that's where that lie comes from. You know what I mean? So we need like, we need new language. We have to find new language, you know, to, to create a new. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a second. We're going to take, hang on one second. Cause I want to go back to the pastor thing. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is amazing. I want to talk for a quick sec about our newest sponsor, eBay. You guys know you can get practically anything on eBay, but did you know it's basically the original sneaker marketplace? You can find the exact shoe you're looking for. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, you know you're getting shoes that have been meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. They verify the box, logo stitching, and tons of other inspection points. Each sneaker comes with an authenticity guarantee tag and a digital stamp of authenticity. And you sneaker sellers, you guys are protected with a verified return process. And right now they've eliminated selling fees on shoes over a hundred bucks, making it free to sell or flip your collection. And by the way, I'm a women's size nine. If you want to send me some, my birthday's coming up in two weeks. Just saying. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Um, okay, so we're back with that. And basically... For, for you guys that don't know, I'm just going to give a little condensed version, or maybe you can help me give a condensed version of amazing songwriter, album out, song, um, been writing Nashville all forever, written with so many people, had albums, had albums and albums. And then one day, Jimmy Fallon is in a hardware store and he shazams a song. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. Un- <laughs> unknowingly to me, you know, I'm, I, I, so I've made this record and it had been done for a year and a half and the label kept pushing and pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. I got in a huge fight with like the head of the label. And I was like, listen, if you don't love this album, if you're not passionate about it, just give it back to me. Like no hurt feelings, but I'm not going to like, I'm there. Like, he's like, no, I promise you we're super passionate about it. We're just trying to find it priority. I'm like, so you're telling me at one point, this is going to be y'all's one album that you're going to work. It's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll wait. Right. I'm not a patient person, but I'll wait for that. (laughs) Right. So, uh, I love that you even said that though. God, I'm, 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 I don't want to interrupt you, but I love that you even had the balls to say that, but go on. So you say like, is it my album or what? And then he says, yes. And he's like, so I'm like, okay, let's pick a date. We're not moving it back anymore. Let's do it. The date was June 26th. Unknowingly to us, we picked the middle of the pandemic. So June 26 comes or about three months out. They're like, hey, like we might want to think about pushing this back until after. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, this album was looking for a fight clearly. And it has it like and that's what's going on here. And, you know, when I made this album, it's a real album. Right. And so it, it has a beginning. It, there's an arc to it. And then there is an ending. It starts with if in case you feel the same part one you hear this, all the songs, and then it finishes with, in case you feel this, 
same part two, right? And so, you know, and, and the popular speak now these days is like, you know, singles, nobody's listening to albums. But I think that's speaking down t- to your audience because it doesn't think enough of them to have longer, uh, you know, attention span of like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I think that's cynical to, to believe that, you know, it's like when people say, don't put uh, books in that library because those kids will never understand Walt Whitman. You're like, put Walt Whitman in those damn yeah. library. Like, Someone I've, will I've, find it. Yeah. And, and it'll change the world. Right. So, you know, this is my small act of rebellion. So I make an album that comes out in the middle of it. And for like two or three months, everybody that's loved my music um, was really excited about it. But at some point, if it doesn't break out, it just, it becomes an echo chamber unto itself. And and that's kind of what had happened. Um, And uh, so it, it was basically like flatlined like the album was dead like like done and and uh and i worked harder on this album than anything i'd ever worked on um the musicians were absolutely brilliant that worked on it um the producer tony bird like they all work on like the best of the best albums and Brittany Howard from the Alabama Shakes is singing mm. on oh one of the God. songs. Love her. And so it's just it's just an incredible thing. But it was done, and and then get a phone call from Jimmy, uh, saying you know that he'd been listening. And this is like so encouraging that I would like to people to understand is like is while I was defeated, I had no idea that of all people, one of my favorite like people, although I, I hate to describe him as a TV personality, although that's what, you know, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, I just think he's so incredible how he enjoys people. And he's also a musician. He's a musician. And, he's and a like passionate a passionate musician. Passionate. About, passionate like he loves about Neil Young. Oh, like I'm like, yeah. this guy gets music, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and little did I know it, he was, he was, um, been listening whole about the whole story is it's the song called go down swinging if you're going to go down go down swinging and what jimmy did there's like playing on the tonight show and what normally happens when you play on the tonight show is you know it's awesome and your tribe gets to celebrate something it's a big show or any of the late night shows but what happens is you know they do the whole episode and then they say and our musical guest is whoever it is and then you play and that's kind of it. Nothing like that happened, like not even close. Jimmy started talking about it. I was playing on a Tuesday. He talked about it for three minutes on national TV. I know. I, wa- I was fascinated. I watched the whole thing. It was, I was right. riveted. I, w- I watched the whole thing and I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then he kept talking about it. And then he basically made a whole episode and then for the next for the next four or five days, he kept talking about it, right? And and I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, that is, I don't understand. And I'm like, this had to have hit him on like a personal it level. Did, well, you know, if, if if you guys listening to this, you could just YouTube it, or it's on Twitter everywhere. You could just YouTube it, and and um and you can see that it definitely 
hit him. Like it was because he was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Because like, you know, when you get down, you're going to go down swinging. Right. Like we've all been there, man. Like and I resonate that resonated with me about about talking to you because I've been swinging my whole freaking life. Like literally birth, I'm I'm like, I'm not going to go down. So this song ended up really being an anthem about your life. Well, yeah, but I think it's about like the, the album is if in case you feel the same. Right. Right. So in the middle of the album is a mirror. So when you pick it up, you see yourself. So it's a music about it's their songs for us. Right. And so it isn't just a, it's like the cross section of the art that I try to make is is I don't want to make music just for me because it feels selfish. I don't want to make music just for you because that can be cynical because then I'm always playing to the lowest common denominator. So I want to try to create a third and that third is us. Right. And so but what's what's amazing is I thought about it is the Monday before I played, it was the fourth lowest rating in tonight's show history. And it's to Jimmy's credit because everyone else is doubling down on the cynicism of the world. And believe me, I didn't vote for Trump, but when we call him names and we, and we do that kind of stuff, um, we are the opposite. We are the opposite side of the same coin. And I would rather, I think we should use that energy to speak something good into the world. Right. And so it doesn't mean that you can't, like, I think Jimmy gave very heartfelt, like, um, like when the thing with the Capitol happened, he was very heartfelt about how he disagreed with what's going on. I think you can do that. I think you can be very passionate about your disagreements, right? It's like but Jimmy I think Kimmel we start, as well. And I, and I have fallen victim to this. So this is me. When I've started doing this, I'm like, hang on. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel any, like, if I start giving them the same thing that I don't like, then I'm, I have become the same thing. Right. And I think what happens is, you know, like I love Colbert and a lot of these other shows, but they're kind of doubling down on it. And Jimmy hasn't done it Mm -hmm. and it's hit him. It's like hit him because you need, you need commercials, you need, and I'm sure this is, and I could be all wrong. This is speculation complete speculation, but I'm sure whenever his, the ratings aren't going as well as they once were, we don't think of him as human being, but I'm guessing he might be thinking, I don't know if they got the right job, the right guy for this job, because I know you have to do in order to keep like advertising and ratings up. And I'm not that person. Mm. And I think when he heard that song, he like the energy that I was putting into it for me and for us, I think he actually, I think it actually connected. I think it was like deeply, he was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Well, it did connect to me too. I mean, I, it, the song totally resonates with me. I mean, I've had so many downs and I feel exactly the same way about that song. Just man, no, you know, like, I'm not, you know, yeah. And, and I need to make clarify. I don't know all that. That's speculation. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I'm just trying to like think how in the world because he was so generous, so incredibly generous. How was it like performing with the roots and practicing with the roots? And like, what was what was the what was the um, experience like just being there with all those? I mean, the roots. I love it. The roots. It was as genius as you could ever like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever. Were you whatever. like, listen, guys, listen, guys, you don't know what you're doing. Just it's like riding a bike. Follow me. Do what I do. <laughs> well, you, you know, listen, I, you know, I, I, I really do believe that God uh, is in the details. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the devil's in the lack of them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, if I could have taken the best band from Nashville, the absolute best band, and, and even my friends who are like, you know, they're, they're the best musicians and they've played on late night things, right? But maybe three or four times in their life, they would have still on some level had deer in the headlights, even as great as they are mm. because of what's going on. And like, uh, but what was incredible is like the roots, they've done this thing so many times that all they all they're like so comfortable with it. And I can be so empathetic that if I feel someone else, like someone else in the band being unsure, I'm like, Oh shit, I feel it. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I don't need that. I need, I need, everyone to know their shit. So all I have to do is just go up yep. and like plug into the megawatts of like joy, uh, levity, um, whatever I'm supposed to plug into and just like channel that. And that's what I was able to do. They were just, wow. they're so good. And what they did to that song, like, you know, uh, Kurt, the, the guitar player, some of the guitar, like he, he added, like they'd been rehearsing the week before uh-huh. and he was like, he added like guitar parts that weren't in the record that are like so dope. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's. Isn't that amazing when that happens? I mean, I have no comparison to you. I, you're absolutely brilliant and way above me, but my one little song winding road that I wrote for garden state, I've had people cover it and, uh, send me, you know, YouTube or messages, or it was their wedding song, or like thirteen-year-old girls playing it, because it is a song. Again, Winding Road. It was about me moving to LA, being a young actress, you know, uh, broke, waiting tables, having nothing, yeah. feeling so depressed, and mm-hmm. just being like, someday I'm gonna find my way home, and dreaming about a house in the hills. And but when people, when I've seen people cover that song, or or young girls, or people, and some musicians taking it and making it way better than my four chords, you know. It is, I can't imagine for you because you're so much more talented. And no, you have but, to stop. Can you not say, I, don't, I just don't. All right. I think, I think we're all, I think we are all appropriately brilliant. Like, we're, I think okay, whatever well, brilliance that you needed to bring to that in your moment, you did. Well, and, was, and it like found you. its way. Yeah. Thank you. But what I'm, but the feeling of hearing someone taking it to a next level, I, there have been times where I've, I've literally burst into tears when I've, yeah, me too. Seeing people say this was our wedding song or I played this at my mom's funeral because it's about finding your way home or um, and I'm like my little song that I wrote when I was like this little baby, you know, broke musician, got dropped from Interscope, you know, had nothing. I it just is the most profound feeling in the world. And you just got to do you're doing that now. You've always done it. But now can you imagine? So many more millions of people. I mean, yeah, that is such a beautiful thing to give to the world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of dreams come true. It is, and you deserve <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, thank God. you. Yeah, I feel that. And yeah. you you do deserve. And what are you doing now? So, what are you working on another album now? Or are you are you taking a break? Yeah, I'm already working on all the albums. All the ex girlfriends have reached out. I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. 
That happened to me too. My first. Isn't it? Isn't it weird? It's bananas, isn't it? Yeah. I love that you just said that. I my. What did, how did you feel about that? Damn right. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, but, I, did, but but like. I had but nothing like, but naysayers. I grew up in Brooklyn. I, I I didn't, you know, nobody was an art. Nobody was an artist. Nobody. I had nothing but naysayers my entire life. And like, she's crazy. And, oh, you're going to go to LA. Yeah, right. And uh, I was on Friends at the time, which was the biggest show on earth. And it was the amount of ex-boyfriends that reached out. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is unbelievable. Especially one of the guys that like, broke up with me, broke my heart, cheated on me and told me I had to move out by the end of the month. And I had like nothing. I had nowhere to go. My mom actually yeah. flew to LA, got me an apartment, got me some stuff from Ikea. He wanted to go out with me again. I was like, what? I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. The, the, one of the only people that I ever thought I was going to marry, uh, the, you know, um, her parents were very uh, uh, wealthy. And they basically didn't force her. I mean, she's a, she's a grown woman, uh, but was like, Hey, he's not going to be able to afford the life that we have, you know, given you and uh, the writings on the wall here. And so I know it was a big part. And I even got a text from them. It's unbelievable. Saying that we, you know, you always have such a special place in, in our hearts. And I'm, I didn't even respond. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. No, and I, I've had that it too. Feels, I, did you feel like it was a little like, like, don't you don't get to show up if like if yes. you want to exit, fucking exit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have that with family members, you know, that I haven't talked to or that weren't around and they came out of the woodwork. And that was a really big, big learning. Uh, curve for me and brought up a lot of pain oh, yeah. and, and, but it was like, no, you don't, no, you don't get to show up now. Like you don't get to, to, to hang oh, out yeah. with me now when you never, you know, I didn't see you growing up at all and you weren't in my life. Like, no. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyways, I say all that. I mean, it's, it's more funny than anything. Um, I'm making, I'm making, what about I'm the new girlfriends? My how, many, how, many, how many new girlfriends are there now? <laughs> well, you know, I went through, you, I went through, there's so many people on Instagram that have written DMs, you know, and, and but they're like really heartfelt DMs. You're so and, sweet. You say written DMs. I think it's called sliding into your DMs. No, these are like these are like people that are like that are like they're telling me how this song and story is like meant to me. And if on if I have 30 minutes where I'm like not doing nothing, if I can respond back, I think it's really incredible. Like uh, it, it, I'm, I'm friends with, um, the nephew of, uh, senior Bush. Right. And he talked about how he wrote, he, he literally wrote like a hundred letters a day. And, um, and if you wrote to him, he wrote back, he always wrote back even during his busiest of times. Right. And I'm like, man, that's so incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to be like that, yeah. like, because really it's a human being connecting. I, I with, try to write back a lot. I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I but try there's also back. some other things in there. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yep. The other ones I screenshot and saved because Dave and I were going to pitch like a little, little teaser show about 
uh, me just doing a little comedy bit about like, okay, how not to get a date on Instagram. On Instagram. And, you know, whether it's those pictures or or the most insane, like d- dirtiest, most, uh, it's shocking. It's just shocking. But the nice ones, I always try to write back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it's, it. things have definitely, uh, Jimmy definitely made things more interesting. I'll just, I'll just say that much. You know? Are you going to, yeah. um, are you going to tour as soon as you possibly can? And like, <clears> I mean, as soon as we can, I would love to. Are you dying to now? Yeah, because, uh, you know, the energy that's around this album and my music makes things so different than going out and, and it feels like you are pulling a, you know, a, a huge ball and like up the mountain, you know, yeah. and, and it feels on some level that, that it's kind of starting to go down and, and there's, you, you just kind of need to stay up with it, you know, which is, such a gift. Were you touring a lot before this happened? Were you playing out a lot? Well, no, because, you know, I it had been so much time since between my last uh, the um, album release. Was year, right? Yeah. Oh. So, you know, I wasn't doing a lot of touring. Um, and uh, I mean, the year before, I, I think I'd probably maybe played 40. No, I, I bet I probably played. 20, 25 dates. Um, and I went out I opened up with, uh, for my friends, uh, this band called Joseph, who, if you've not heard of them, they're absolutely incredible. Okay. It's three sisters and it's, they're wildly good. Um, and I went and I opened up like 12 shows for them. But outside of that, I really, I, I didn't, I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of, of other kind of work. Me too. I had a, that was my big year, that, that one big year. I swear to God, my therapy bills, man. I was like, and then I remember <laughs> saying to my therapist, like, you know, no wonder why I'm broke. I mean, I've been coming to you for 20 years. When is this going to work? Like, what, yeah. like <laughs> when am I going to get this? But, uh, but I couldn't, I mean, I'm such a fan of, of, of that and self-exploration and especially songwriting. Like you said, I mean, I'm sure you're the same. I was the mixtape queen and, you know, in the eighties, I made everyone a mixtape and, you know, ev- you know, every boy I liked, there was specific tapes and each. Oh yeah. And I eight, made them for my girlfriends. Yeah. Were... Every person. And, and each, and, and then of course I had to write like what each song meant. And I, I actually still have the box. I found the box. Um, no my, way. my mom saved yeah a box of them, but that was therapy. That is therapy, music and lyrics for me. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I think music saved my life as a kid. Also, your Wikipedia says The Cure is one of your one of your biggest influences. You know, I'm the biggest Cure fan ever. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm a massive. Oh my god, that's so Cure awesome. Fan. But so I, you awesome. know, but I, like I grew up, I would I would go down the street listening to the Beastie Boys, The Cure, yes. Merle Haggard, you know, Alabama, and then like I, I was born in Kansas City, and when I was nine, moved to Tampa, Florida. So they had like this very Florida specific like dance music. Um, and then I would listen to like dance music all at the same time. And I was like, oh yeah, it's way cool. I'm down, you know, so. I love that. Cause you're, you're so, your music is so, you have, it's so many things put together so beautifully. You could tell that you have a lot of influences. Yeah. I think we all, I think we all do. 
I'm so excited that I got to talk to you. I, I, I can we Likewise. can we be friends on Instagram? I oh prom- yes, I promise yes. I won't DM Please. you like naked Please. pictures. I, I, promise. I, I hope I, I hope we get to hang out um, and have dinner. Uh, oh or, my god, or, or I would love to. I, I would love to. And if you ever yeah. need any 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 backup singing at anything, I I'll I'm, I'm your, I'll do anything. So. All right. All right. I was going to, awesome. I was going to, um, uh, Dave was going to set up the, uh, computer in front of either the guitars or the gallery wall. I was a little intimidated by the guitars. I was like, maybe we shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do the guitars. I do like, like the gallery wall. I, I really do. I've been looking oh. at some of the things. That, First that's of all, his I love or- the Fleetwood Mac rumors, the Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. That's um, his original, that's an original poster. That's his, that's his favorite band. So really? Yeah. We're we're yeah. we're big music people in this house, so we're fans. Um, if you could have if you could have helped write any song, what song? Oh God, um, anything by Fleetwood Mac. Um, anything by Fleetwood Mac. Honestly, uh, Led Zeppelin. Anything Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah. God, I see now. I'm drawing a blank that you're asking me that or. Uh, any any Morrissey, any Morrissey, any Depeche Mode. There's not like a song that over your life you're like I've probably listened to that Everlong, Everlong, Foo Fighters. <laughs> that's that's awesome, Everlong by the Foo Fighters. How about you? I need to go listen to it. If you could, if you could, if you could see any artist in any era of time, even like time travel, pick one. Who would it be? Most of all. Oh man, like someone not around. Oh, I would, I would. Oh, we stumped you. Ooh. Yeah. See, you I, asked I, me. I, you know what? Marvin Gaye. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Marvin cool. Gaye. There's a, there's a concert of him and it, it's like in this auditorium, but it feels like it's in like, it's like either a, a really big church auditorium and, uh, and it, I'm like, I would give anything to to have been in that room. I mean, I think he's, um, I mean, he's been such a, a, a teacher. Yeah, I love Marvin Gaye. I'm such a huge Marvin Gaye fan. And Stevie Wonder. Actually, and I'm wearing this Prince in the Revolution and shame on me. I got to see Stevie Wonder at Bonnaroo a few years ago. Oh, yeah. God. Mind blown. I went through that phase of Stevie Wonder only like for a while. I just, I could not get enough, but I was going to say Prince. I mean, talk about song. I wish I could have helped write. Duh. Purple rain. I mean, like just even just to be in the room. Um, I mean, that kills me that he's gone. That's just. just right. It's just, What's really incredible about the whole album is, is he wrote and performed everything on it. I know. Every single thing that people is, don't realize people don't realize that. And especially young kids now, you know, now listen to us young kids today. They don't, but he wrote and he played everything and did everything and produced yeah. everything. Like, yeah. Well, no, the, the people do. There's, there's a guy named, um, uh, he goes by the name Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. And I mean, his records are really, Dave is shaking his head. I, do I need to listen to this? Oh, and he plays, he engineers, mixes, plays everything, does all of it. So there's definitely, there's definitely people out there that are still. You've you've so inspired me today, Dad. Really, thank you so much. 
Oh, likewise. Thank You're you. You're so inspirational. I, I really I want everyone to go out and, and, and get your album. And where can they find you on um, Instagram and stuff? Uh, well, my Instagram is just if you Google or do search that Cockrell mm-hmm. um, and you can find my music anywhere. You anywhere. Can, yeah. It's on uh, the charts. It's on it's on, it's the, on charts. the charts, um, baby. You can stream it. Um, it helps a lot more if you buy it. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, guys, please buy it seriously. From, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's like I'm a um, little lowly musician over here, not that, just for me, but if you if there's music that you love, buy it because yeah. you know, streaming I, is window shopping, and a is. business can't stay open with people just window shopping. You have to it go is. in. And, and luckily for and, me, that Garden State came out one of those really rough years before everything was totally streaming because that was 2005. And I gotta say, people, I was like, I couldn't believe. I just, I couldn't believe it. I, it got me through. So I can vouch for <laughs> like people buy music, support musicians, support yeah. this, support this yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I can't it. wait to meet you in person. I really Likewise. like you. Likewise. Really great to meet you both. Really great to meet you. Thank you so much. Is that guy not amazing or what? I swear to God, I really truly could have, I'm not kidding you. I, I could talk to him all day. So inspiring, so positive. And so real and honest and supportive and a true artist. And just, again, you just don't know. You don't know where your second act is going to be or your third or your fourth or your fifth or whatever. But he so inspired me and I'm so honored that I got to talk to him. And there's a link to his song in the show notes. So you can find his song on the podcast or go to iTunes uh, look up Thad Cockrell. Honestly, support him. Buy his album. He's fucking awesome. And thank you for supporting me. Speaking of which, now I have to make it about me. Um, download and subscribe. Tell all your friends. And please don't forget, leave me that review and five stars because that's the only way I can keep doing this because I really want to keep interviewing people like this. And you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, the podcast is second underscore act underscore podcast. Um, And then me, I am B-O-N-Z Somerville on Instagram or my name. And please write me, send me your thoughts, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in hearing what you guys have to think and hope that you love this as much as I do. And Thad, you're awesome. You are so fucking awesome and inspiring. Thank you for inspiring me. And I hope y'all are inspired as well. And I will see you soon. I don't know what I would do if all is lost, if I lost you. I don't know what I would do if all is lost, if I lost you. If I'm gonna go down, I wanna go down swinging. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v 
on YouTube.